I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today's episode of Come for Supper is sponsored by Grey Goose. Grey Goose premium vodka is 100% traceable from crop to cork and famously made in France using single origin Picardy winter wheat and natural spring water. Grey Goose is inspiring people to live victoriously and celebrate not just the grand events, but moments big and small. In my opinion, it is the only vodka to drink. I can't think of a better way to toast with friends over the Christmas season, as, after all, some gifts are meant to be shared. Grey Goose vodka can be found online at Amazon, and you can find some delicious recipes on greygoose.com. Thank you, Grey Goose, for making the Come for Supper Christmas special that bit more special. Hello and welcome to Come for Supper, the podcast that sees me, Alexandra Dudley, sit down with people of note to chat about life and learn a little bit more about how they like to entertain. This week we have a Christmas special with three wonderful guests returning to the show. From Christmas parties to how to cope with in-laws and what to do with leftovers, we'll be chatting through the thrills and throes of the festive season and quite possibly enjoying a couple of drinks and mince pies too. Returning to the studio is restaurateur and author Russell Norman of Polpo, cookery writer and preserves expert Thane Prince, and chef of the moment Lella Favuzzi, who you can currently find cooking at London's Mortimer House Kitchen. You can catch up with all of their individual episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Acast and all podcast places. If you're new to the show, do click subscribe and leave a rating and a review. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. We're rolling, rolling. Uh, gosh, it's quite exciting to have everyone in the studio. Can we get a hello, my name is, from everyone, starting with you, Lello. Hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Uh, this is Lello, and I'm the head chef of Mortimer House. Hello, Alexandra and everybody else. This is uh, Russell speaking, Russell Norman, and I'm the co-founder of Polpo and cookbook author. And I'm Thane Prince. Hello, everyone. Um, I just do stuff. You do stuff, you do lots of stuff. (laughs) So, hello everyone, and thank you for being here. Before we begin, I thought it right to set the scene a little bit for our listeners. So, we're in a very swanky black box. We've got my wonderful producer, Jack, over there, who's going to make sure we all sound fabulous. In the middle of the table, we have a plate of mince pies of three different varieties. Each episode, we'll be trying a different mince pie, and at the end of episode three, we will have determined who wears the crown of the best mince pie. To drink, we actually have quite a lot on offer. We have a lovely, refreshing cocktail made with Grey Goose vodka, elderflower liqueur and lime. Thane has also brought her homemade cranberry and orange? Cranberry and orange vodka. Cranberry and orange vodka, which is this illuminous red and stunning. Lelo has brought a panettone and Russell has brought some Prosecco. 
So this episode is all about Christmas parties. So everyone, what do we think about Christmas parties? Love them? Hate them? Do we host them? Is anyone hosting them? You yeah, hosting yes, one? I'm hosting one. I, every year. My, I've got two children, and when my eldest daughter went off to America, I decided that hanging the balls on the tree on my own was just too sad. So I decided to ask people around to come and decorate the Christmas tree. So now every year they all come and decorate my tree. And I'm very good because normally I'm quite controlled, and I don't actually touch anything till they've left. And then I rearrange it all. <laughs> That's so brilliant. That's what my mother does. But it's, but it's, it's a lovely idea. And we, we have only just white wine or red wine. We don't do any silly stuff. Okay. And masses of cheese straws. Masses of cheese straws. Masses of Do you make them ahead of time? Well, the day before. Day before, okay. Because you can make them really ahead of time. Yeah, but I think they're nicer the day before. Yeah, nice. But just personally. <laughs> what about you guys? Um, since I'm in this industry, I really struggle to do my Christmas party. So mm-hmm. I think my Christmas is definitely when I go back in Italy and I do with my family. And generally, they host for me. But sometimes they I've been requested to cook. Yeah, so I bet. That's what happened since 20 years I'm in London. Um, but definitely, yes, we do lovely Christmas party in Italy with uh, various number of people yeah. and uh, lots of sort of different foods, mm-hmm. which is very different from the eves to the Christmas day. And it goes in, in, in so many variety and yes. What kind of food are you cooking? Um, generally, on the Christmas Eve, we never, uh, probably for religion uh, wise, we never cook meat. We just oh, that's interesting. I didn't yeah, know that. The 24th January in Italy is uh, the Feast of the Fish. Okay. A lot of seafood. Uh, if you come probably from Veneto, bacala is one element on your plate not mm-hmm. to be missed, which is the dry coat. Mm. And uh, also southern people uh, celebrate with a lot of dish in the table, which is generally we reach uh, 12 dish of, diff- of different variety from fish to veg. Wow. This is on, on the Christmas Eve. But then the next day we eat large number of meat okay. including lamb pork veal and lots of type of pasta all the meat lots of starter <laughs> lots of dessert and I mean you have food for a week <laughs> I can imagine are you a fan of the Christmas party then Russell Christmas parties for me happen before Christmas well before Christmas yeah well before yeah. Christmas I mean especially and in restaurants in industry. restaurants you know we've, 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 um, we're hosting uh, office parties already oh. it's not even December can you imagine and um for me personally as well, I get invited to parties. I'm very fortunate to have, um, you know, a, a reasonably wide uh, restaurant buddy circle. So there are lots of opportunities for me to party. <laughs> and so by the time Christmas proper comes around for me, which is normally around the time that the kids break up for school, so around about the 18th or 19th of December, by the time 18, the 18th or 19th of December comes around, I'm absolutely Knackered. parted out. And so all I want to do is get home and light a fire and, you know, watch some telly, listen to some radio, read some books. However, because I'm working all the way up till the week before Christmas, uh, it's been impossible to go and visit um, family. So we tend to host my wife's family in particular and also you know, my mother and father and stepfather and stepmother. Uh, they tend to come round. And so we have many Christmas parties for those people. So that's that we nice. can, And that's the way we avoid having a huge Christmas day with lots of extended family. We, we tend to be very private on Christmas Day. 
but we um we we tend to open the house before that. So there's lots of as as Thane said, there's lots of cheese straws. And yeah, cheese straws are for the win. Absolutely. Oh, they are. <laughs> well, everyone eats them. Yeah. Everyone eat, yeah, and everyone says they won't eat them and end up eating them. That's the great thing about you cheese straws. You can't stop. Once you yeah. start, yeah, they're like Pringles. So. <laughs> they are just like <laughs> Any bad Christmas parties or kind of Christmas party tales? Yeah, I can. So we used to. Um, when I say we, I mean Richard, my business partner, and I. Um, when we opened Pulpo ten years ago, we used to have a, a, a carol. Uh, singing party used to why do you not do it anymore I'll tell you so we um, we had three or four consecutive um, uh, carol singing parties from sort of 2010 to 2014 or maybe 15 and with every subsequent Christmas with every sub- uh, subsequent year they got more and more debauched surely uh, and not. absolutely surely we not. would um, we would invite um, Joe um, who was Richard's piano teacher and then became the pianist at the club at the Ivy. And we would invite Joe to come along with his accordion. And I'd print out the um, the words to you know some well-known Christmas carols. And we'd have some food. And they would always start in a very civilised manner, but they would descend quite quickly into... Um, I can't. I can't really. You can't, can't reveal it. I can't reveal anything about them Something's other, can't other be said. than you know. You've just got to. You've just got to. You know. Use your imagination. Think what of, time would they wrap they, up? What time? They would you know? wrap. They would start at around one, one thirty, and okay. most people would still be going at around eleven, twelve. Okay, that's a good. That's a good uh, Christmas that's, party. That's, that. that's when most people would um, would walk the mm-hmm. twelve minutes to the Groucho Club. Yeah, <laughs> and then go on. Yeah, yeah. Party food, guys. Where do we stand? Make your own. I mean, you're making your own. Straws or fill the freezer with Iceland. I mean, I realise those are two I'm really, really happy for people to buy party food. You know, me I'm, too. Actually, I'm really happy bit. for people to do whatever they want to do mm-hmm. because, quite honestly, people come to my house and say, "I'm so looking forward to it." And I think, "No, I know I can cook, <laughs> but I don't necessarily have to cook for you if I'm too busy or it's too, yeah. if I can find something alternative." Yeah. Um, I, th- I think the only thing I would say is I really like eating nice food and I hate yeah. resent not eating nice food. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like salamis or cheese or just good bread would be nice. You know, I'd rather have that than a load of stuff that isn't. No, it, I agree with you there. The calories on the hips and not Yeah, yeah, there. it's got to be worth it. Yep. I mean, you two guys don't need to worry about it. But, yeah. I have to work oh, hard. Not you, actually, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What, what's the kind of I agree with Thane. I, I like, you know, I like good food. Yeah. And I don't mind making it. Um, I also love bacala manticato, but it's, it is difficult to make. It takes a long time. But Can you talk delicious. us through? I know that you've Bacala manticato is dried salt cod, which is then soaked over a period of 24, 48 hours. You keep changing the water so that it's clean the whole time. You're getting, getting, rid, of, you're getting rid of the salt that's, that's in, the, um, in, the, in the fish. Uh, and then as it becomes softer and starts to flake away, you then drain it, put it into a big bowl, and effectively whip it up with a stream of, um, of olive oil. Whip it up like you, you were making mayonnaise. Exactly. Yeah. So you emulsify the, um, the salt cod with the olive oil, a little bit of garlic, maybe some parsley, depending on which part of Veneto you, um, you favor. And it's just one of the best things that you can put on a piece of warm toast, piece or, of warm or grilled toast. or grilled yes. polenta. Yes. Oh, and very, oh, very, that's, yeah. that's very, very traditional. How Venetian would do, but yeah. I tell you one trick we used to do in the restaurants: if you take the bacala yeah. and you do a little bowl and you deep fry them, it becomes yeah. the perfect like an arancini. Yeah. yeah, they become the perfect canapes. Yeah, clever. It's got the, the fish flavor yeah. with a bit of you know twist. Uh, and good. the bacala, of course, is traditional because it yeah. is about religion. Yeah. It is the fact that all Correct. throughout um, 
Catholic countries, you don't eat any meat on Christmas Eve. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, my mm. religious knowledge is uh. slim, I have to say. But Mm-mm. Well, I accidentally um, uh, adhere to that, but um, mm. I didn't yes. realise that there was a religious oh, reason for it. Oh, so, yeah. you don't eat any meat yeah. until no, Christmas Eve. No, Day. on Christmas Eve, the, my, my no. two favourite canopies on... Um, uh, or chiquetti, as Venetians like to call them, on, on Christmas Eve are um, smoked mackerel with loads of horseradish yes. on a little bit Very of toast. Very good, lovely. Um, and anchovies in many different guises. I mean, one of my favourite um, preparations is cold butter yes, on so a piece good. of cold toast with Cantabrian anchovies. You Amazing. have to have the cold toast and the cold you butter. Do. Has now, to you be. mention this on Twitter and people go mad, but the, if the toast is hot, the butter it ruins goes into it. the... No. Ruins yeah, it has to be cold. Have the, yep. I, I, yeah. I keep the butter in the fridge and then mm. peel a, a, a big slice off with a potato peel. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the way. Yeah. Yeah. Or so one of the fancy cheese ones, you know, they're kind of... They're great. So that your teeth show in the butter. There's actually a word for it that I can't pronounce. No, you're right. There is a word, and I, I don't know it. But um, I, when I'm in Spain, I spend a lot of time in yeah. Spain, and I buy um, butter from Asturia, and it Ooh. is just so phenomenal. What big. makes it so special? It's just really salty and rich, mm-hmm. and you know, salt's just divine. Yeah. Talking of salt, there's um, there's a, a, a bar snack you find all over Venice, um, and it's uh, it's the three saltiest ingredients that you can uh, you can that you can put your hands on, uh, caper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pickled onion and anchovy and what they do is they wrap the anchovy around the, the uh, no the pickled onion uh, and then they skewer the, the anchovy exactly skewer the anchovy in the cocktail and then push that through the pickled onion wrapped in Delicious. an anchovy so you've got triple salt on a little stick all in one go so good. with your negroni and they probably with, with yeah, a negroni they serve it with Perfect. a spritzer or negroni oh, absolutely yeah. and then you can drink yeah. double of it yeah exactly <laughs> it's funny they do that they do that in Spain yes. too there yeah. are wonderful imagine. bars where they just have those and that's all you can get you can't yeah. get anything carbohydrate just these little spots. it's the sort of it's the Italian version of, um, of cheese and pineapple sticks yeah. I guess isn't oh it? yeah yes. and so much more refined obviously although, although cheese and pineapple <laughs> sticks you know, you there's know, a place cheese and, cheese and grapes there's a place for cheese and pineapple there definitely is I think you use your as well in Christmas time correct me if I'm wrong the dates with the bacon oh, oh yeah. yeah I'm not a I'm fan wrong. of that though the dates no. with the bacon I that's, like that's, that's a bacon. rip off of the pigs I mean, in blankets or something yeah. prawns. are they called prawns. devils on prawns. horseback devils on horseback Maybe. that's it Prunes with bacon. Is prunes. Good. They're very good. You get Much the really good Argen prunes, mm-hmm. the big We're going ones. Up level. Mm-hmm. That's the way. Yeah, but you can't do dates with bacon. You are absolutely right. <laughs> now, I have various rules about bringing gifts when being invited somewhere. I mean, people have various rules. I'm pretty relaxed about it. But what would you bring if you were bringing something to someone's Christmas party? I would take something they couldn't use straight away because there's nothing. I, I can tell you a very sad story about me taking a. Well, actually, it wasn't me. It was my husband, who's pretty useless. <laughs> and he, remember when Cloudy Bay was like the big wine? Yeah. And I managed to buy a whole yeah. case of it. And we're going up to see my friend. And he says, oh, I'll bring some wine. So he, unbeknownst to me, he got a bottle of this unchilled Cloudy Bay, took it into my friend. She said, oh, good, we're having sausages for lunch. Opened it and poured it into mugs. <sighs> so what you have to do is you have to make absolutely certain. And I just winced. It, it wasn't. I wasn't being very grateful or, gra- you know, I wasn't showing the rights of the spirit. <laughs> I was just seeing this my cloudy bay and it's being, we're drinking it warm with sausages. You know, from mugs. Mugs. <laughs> from mugs, yes, from mugs. So I think, and you mustn't take flowers and you mustn't take, I think. Oh, you mustn't take flowers? No, because then the I mean, I never take flowers, has to, to go honest. and arrange the bloody yeah, flowers and it's or else they're like, you know, sitting on the Also, side. most people have flowers. But yeah, they've got flowers. Yeah. So I think you need, you need to take something that um, we're not going to use straight away. Oh, 
possibly a cheese or a, or a candle or something. I don't really like mm. scented mm-hmm. candles, but you know something that's cheese or is a nice vodka. idea. Cheese is a nice idea. Vodka. vodka. Yes, do you, you ever could. make this? Do you take this yes. vodka? Your special vodka? I take it sometimes. Yeah, I'm a bit sort of you know parsimonious with it. Oh yeah, I can imagine. Jealousy. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway, that's what I would do. Something. I often take a bottle of vodka or a loaf of bread. Yeah, I, Ooh, I, like good mm. bread because good bread is mm. still for so many people the bread such thing. an excitement yeah, yeah bread's good but the, my, my trump card is that I get my 12 uh, year old daughter to Mabel make. to bake it so that oh, when, oh gosh you're <laughs> so, going the next step you're so baking you, the bread so when you go around and oh, say this is, this is oh, yeah. exactly well they've I mean, got to love it then how, how many brownie points do you get for that <laughs> exactly <laughs> what about you Lele uh, I'm not sure I think a good call uh, sometimes I bring generally the digestive Mm-hmm. Italian and be Very boring. Nice. I'm yeah. sorry, but no, it's sometimes uh, you know you stick in the freezer before the meal, and yeah. once we all finish, yeah. it's ready to go. That's why and I think it's nice to buy. I'm from Sardinia, Mirto, which yeah. it translates as Mirto. Yeah. It's a wild berry from Sardinia. It's very very nice, and after meal is I wouldn't say so refreshing because it's a little bit heavy, but it definitely mm. helps you. Is it dark or light? Or dark. It's dark. Red dark. Okay. Yeah. Is the is a red wild berries. Yes, I'm, I'm. I love drinking things like sort of meat. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, absolutely. Dinner. I mean, my top drawer of my freezer is entirely bottles of infused alcohol. Infused really? alcohol. That's yeah. great. Thane, um, my grandmother Gwen um, used to always take sugared almonds as her hostess gift. Yeah. Is oh, that still done? Nice. I don't no, know. it isn't. I mean, Could I you remember? Yes, sugared almonds. Yeah. But my grandmother. Yeah. Yes, sugared almonds. Yeah. She. Uh, extraordinarily enough because I mean she died 40 years ago and she was educated in Brussels and she used to go twice a year to a convent in Brussels on a train and stay for six months come back and she was passionate about sugared almonds and dipping biscuits in her tea Oh yeah, because wow. that's what so they did and it, mm. it wasn't considered proper here yeah. but she would dip croissant. oh really no and she was absolutely passionate about olive oil so yes yeah, mm. sugared almonds wow. oh ahead she was ahead of her time she was, she was. way ahead of her time wow I love sugared almonds. Yeah, so do I. Like, they're bride's gifts now. They're drop. They call them Yeah, drop. that's true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yes. You can get that. They always excite me when you go to Fortnum Mason's and there's yeah. that, you know, really expensive fudge and sugared almond. I once bought three sugared almonds and it cost me yeah. four ninety nine. Would do. Yeah. But they were worth it, though. They were the best sugared Sorry, almonds. Sorry, three single Three single. Almonds. I mean, Not I think bags. it was my own fault because <laughs> no. I think it was minimum, minimum how many grams. Uh, so I had to pay the minimum grammage and I just didn't quite work that out. Yeah. I thought that they were just letting me get away with it. So I think it's time to try first mince pie. So which one we should go first? Well, I feel that should we do? Well, it's up to you guys, I guess. I'm going to to describe it. We all have to try the same one. We've got one that definitely looks like it's got a puff pastry top, very sugared, demerara sugar on the top, little star pastry, and it looks very heavy on the fruit. We could Mm -hmm. try that one. Okay. Should we go with the light one? Oh, we could go with the light one. But that, I mean, that it's got great pastry on that. Yeah. How would you... Pa- a pa- yes. you know, how would you describe that pastry? Um, it looks it, like someone's dipped a, 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 a brush in milk. Yeah, or egg yolk. Yeah. Or egg yolk mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, the it's it's a little pale for me. I mean, I quite yeah. like pastry well cooked. I'm, I'm, my mother used to undercook everything, and I used to see. <laughs> and it poor so it reminds, said, reminds you of mums a little. That's just, I'm going to take a little <laughs> bit of this. Um, the I think it is heavy, dense on the fruit though, and the fruit's a bit it's, sort of. But it's full. It is full, but it doesn't look luscious. Oh wow! Gosh, past critics here today. I think I think it looks pretty good. Mm, wow, it's my first mince pie of the mm. season, guys. I'd say, I'd say, yeah, it looks 
sort of homemade and tastes homemade, but not necessarily. That's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing, but it's it's not it's not also the best accolade. Mm. It's it tastes like it's been homemade by someone really honest. Mm. But maybe a little bit clumsy, a little mm. bit inexpert. Yeah. But I like it all the more for it. I think the pastry does feel a slightly underdone, though. I have to say, it does. When you, in your mouth, it sort of all turns yes. into one, doesn't it? I need That's some water. Could have more or, or well, something else. Yeah, um, it does. It could do with a little bit more spice. Mm-hmm. Out of ten. Oh, we can't. Wow. Harsh. Is that difficult for me? <laughs> I know. Do you have mince? Do you eat mince pies in Italy? No. Is this your worst nightmare? It's not an Italian thing. We don't know what it is. You don't. No. <laughs> we no, do not, not accept. No, 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 no. It's not that I don't accept. I've been here twenty years. I know more or less what it is. But in Italy, definitely is uh, something with yeah. unusual. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. I don't think any other country has mince pies apart from us. Maybe America. There must, there must be a sort of spiced fruit filling. I mean, the, the whole point of mince pie. pies was that they were sort of historic. Here we go. They? Oh, sorry. Mm. The knowledge. No, this no, is what this I need. Is, this is the teacher yeah. saying, now, are you listening carefully, class? I mean, the, it was the idea of adding fruit to meat. And I mean, that's why it's called mince mm. meat mm-hmm. um, mm. was because to show that you had wealth. Mm. Okay. And the more fruit you could put in, the more wealthy you were. The more spice you could put yeah. in, the more wealthy you were. And mm. so the idea of a, a very heavily fruited, spiced pie was just purely like so much a signal of your wealth. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Do you know, and obviously exactly the same in Venice, because Venetian cooking surprisingly has cinnamon in mm. savory sauces, mm-hmm. nutmeg Delicious. occasionally, yeah. lots, mm. of, lots of uh, saffron, yeah. cloves, mm. and... I think it's surprising to people that understand um, Italian cooking from other regions to go to Venice and and discover all these spices. And the reason it's there is because during the the centuries where Venice was the spice route, the Mm -hmm. way you showed off your wealth was to throw these very expensive, often more expensive than gold, gram for gram. And you showed off your wealth by saying, I don't care how expensive it is, we're going to eat it. That's right. Yeah, it makes so much sense. Yes, and sugar. Yeah, sugar course, as well, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> but I guess you're right that most. I mean, Germ- you have a kind of stollen that's got that's yeah, very true mm, and marzipan. Yes. The similar sort Maybe of it's a Northern European thing. Mm. Well, I think yeah. there is a huge yeah. difference between the food of the north mm. and the food of Southern Europe. You know, there's, I mean, it's much heavier, and it's and also you have dried fruit in the winter, don't you? Whereas mm. you don't have fresh yeah. fruit. Yeah, yeah. So there's 100%. that, Mitch, and the it is one thing. of those things. You know, and and Christmas is about feasting, so you're going to use all the mm. really good stuff you've stored and put away. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I like it. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I uh, because also I like the way it looks, which I know is a, is you know it's not it's not all yeah. about looks, but no, I like it I'm more than I five. The, the, than the look of the other one. So I'm a six. I'm gonna play save. I'm gonna say six because I can see from the pastry on top of the yeah. others. I don't know. They look more promising. Is my Ooh, visual I think, I think option? This one, okay. okay, it's Let's a six. See. It's a six. Yeah, six. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you liked it, rate it, review it, talk about it, share it, and invite your friends around for supper. This has been a Studio 71 production. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.